Hi all, welcome to Rant Sports. This is just a quick message to warn you. This is not a family friendly sports show. So if you're watching on YouTube or you're listening as a podcast, please don't have it around children or people who may get offended by this. Basically, this show is about people bitching, moaning and debating about all sports around the world. Um, before we go any further, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to Epic Shows. Also, give this video a thumbs up, a like. It gets it out to more people. Comment below when you're watching the show. If there's something you agree or disagree with, with our opinions, tell us what you think. And obviously, we're on all good podcast apps. So any app what you can um, subscribe to, subscribe to us. Also, any app that you can leave feedback on, like give us a review, do that. Especially on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review. We are new and we're going to try and get up the table. Finally, share this with your friends and family, workmates who may enjoy this show. And if you ever like to come on to talk about a sport you may think we don't know much about and you might want to teach us about, please get in top touch with us. As I always say, Rant Sports, I'm on Twitter. That's how you get hold of us, at Rant Sports. Anyway, after this quick break, back into the show with me, Simon and Denny. Welcome back to Rant Sports. As you can see with me, Simon is here and one of our new co-hosts, Denny from Florida. Welcome, Denny. Hey, thank you for having me. And Denny, the good thing on this show is if you want to swear, fucking swear away. We are. All right, that's good. That's <laughs> yeah. good. <laughs> right, before we get into it properly, guys, I just want to say a big congratulations. Yeah, it's a nice beer. I don't even want to drink. <laughs> a big congratulations to Leicester City and VAR for winning the FA Cup. But well done, Casper Schmeichel was awesome in that second half. He's two amazing saves. Um, also, congratulations to Man City for winning their fifth Premier League trophy. Congratulations for Inter Milan. They stopped Juventus nine years or in a row. Juventus, it's over. Well done, Conte. Never should have left Chelsea. Bayern Munich, we're all <laughs> bored. They've won the league again. And I think that's pretty much all I want to congratulate right now because the season's still not entirely over. Now, people, before I get any further, I just want Denny to introduce himself properly and explain the love of sports that he loves and where he's from. So you'll get to know who he is. All right. So I'm from Miami. I um, I grew up here since I was 10, year, 10 years old. And I played football my whole life. You think I call it soccer, but I don't call it soccer. I call it football. That's 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 what I call it. Um I grew up playing football my whole life since I was like maybe four. Um, but obviously I moved here and and I started to love basketball. Not as much as football, but, you know, they're there. So I'm a huge basketball fan, huge NBA fan. Uh, but, you know, the love of my life is football. Um, I breathe football. I talk about football all day. That's all I watch. I dream about, I dream about it. I play my whole life. Um, you argue with me about it. I, I, I yeah, we <laughs> so probably do it every single day. That's all we do. So, so Danny, when you say you play football, what what position do you play? Um, I play like a defensive midfielder. Ooh, can Yeah, there's not many people admit to being defensive midfielders anymore. We were strikers, or like me, I was a goalkeeper because I was crap outfield. I started yeah. off as a winger. When defensive midfield went right back, centre back. So the older and unfitter I got, the further I moved back. <laughs> but you know, like uh, Torres, I've been injured. I, I I think you know about my my yeah, back okay. problems. Like, so I stopped I stopped playing football about six years ago because of my back. But prior to that, like my last couple of years, me playing like kind of like third division here in Miami, um, I was playing like left fullback. I'm actually, I'm actually like. A righty, not a lefty, but they put me on the left because I can play with my left. I can kick with my left as much as I can with my right. So they use me on the left so I can go in through the middle and and shoot. So 
By the way, before we go any further, if you keep on seeing my head spinning, I did this on um, the Epic Florida project. Unfortunately, I've got football on the TV, Brighton versus West Ham. I need Brighton to hold out to get rid of West Ham for the top four. We need to get rid of them. Um, so if my head spins, I'm not ignoring anyone. I'm just seeing there's something going on in the football. So I'm, I'm arching my head, everyone. So on YouTube, that may bug you, but you won't notice it on the podcast anyway. Right. So we're going to get into the first topic, basketball. Now, I'm not going to lie. Simon, do you know anything about basketball? Yes. Much? I know all about. I used to, I used to, I used to, I used to actually play in uh, high school until I broke my left wrist, and I was advised never to play again. Was you um doing too much? No, no. What it was, uh, it was actually a teacher. Was we had a one of them the wet days, you know, when it was absolutely bouncing oh, down so outside. <laughs> yeah, and what they did is they said you had to run forward and run backwards, and as I was running backwards, uh, a tennis ball rolled up and I stumbled on a tennis ball and landed on my wrist, and my, my wrist went that way. My body went that way. So, oh, I've done that in football. Yeah. Someone came from behind me when I was in midair, took me out. Uh, oh, sorry. This elbow. Was like, yeah, me like, this me, elbow, that was on my left that wrist. That was up like yeah. that. Yeah. But I got I didn't, actually, I, didn't, I didn't actually break the flesh. I just broke the wrist. And oh, mine was, mine was flopping. But I was lucky because there was a doctor on the pitch. Mm. I broke his bone playing football when I was nine years old. Mm. Yes, children. Bone actually popped. I landed on, I landed on it and it, I, I, I heard the bone pop. I heard it like go, mm. and um, I kept playing. Yeah. But the, the more I kept playing, yeah. like the pain just started getting like really painful. Then I looked at my, my at my hand, and it was like three times the size. So, does anybody agree with me that the general thing now, the younger population, would you say they they would go off a picture of a sprained ankle these days? They're not as made like we yeah. were back in the day. We would just play through any injury because the love of yeah, the game it's like i mean and back then we were just we didn't want to tell we didn't want to tell our parents that we got hurt because yeah. you know that we get that we get upset and you didn't uh, want to so admit to like your mates either off, you didn't uh, want to admit to your mates on the pitch either that you were hurt you wanted to be the tough yeah. man <laughs> yeah i walked out of the pitch with my arm like looking like popeyes and i actually had to wear a cast for like six months because the bone was like that oh. i was thinking out. And people, yeah. obviously, as I say, if you're listening, get on YouTube on Epic Shows with Ferrant Sports and you'll be able to see what we've been saying to each other because yeah. we're all on camera. All right, so um, basically, let's get into basketball. Danny, explain this sport to me. Everyone knows my opinion on it. I think it's a glorified netball. You think it's a what? Glorified netball, the female sport when they stand and pivot and throw the ball. Um, basketball, <laughs> like, I mean... It's just nonstop action. If you have to. There's two sports that I love the most. You know, like I said, football and basketball. Basketball, I love it so much is because of the action. Like every second counts, every single second counts. Like a half a second counts. It's unlike football, like American football, the NFL. I can't stand that sport because not every second counts. You know, if if a winning team is winning. And they have like a minute left, and that's it. Like they can run off the clock, and that's it. It's the, mm. the, the game ends like a minute before it actually it actually ended in basketball. Every second counts, and I love like I love the action. I love the skills. is is kind of like football with but with your hands. You know, that's why. Um, I don't know if you know who Steve Kerr is. Steve Kerr, yes. he plays with the he with Atlanta, the Chicago Bulls back in the nineties with uh, MJ. But now he coaches uh, Golden State, and he won like two championships already. But he lo he loves football. He loves football, and they ask him one time, like, "Why do you love football so much?" Like, you know, soccer. And he says he explained it. He explained it himself. He goes, "It's just like basketball, you know, but with your feet. But you know, players they have to be in sync with one another in order to create something. Yeah, you uh, have to be a few moves ahead as well, don't you? Can you hear me? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You have to be a few moves ahead. So if yeah. someone's got the ball, everyone else has to be making their runs to know where the ball's going to be going in the next few moves. Exactly. So this is Steve Kerr talking, like, perhaps now, like, one of the best uh, coaches in the NBA. And he says, he explained it himself, like, you know, it's just like, you. he goes, he, I actually watch football just to learn some of the plays that the coaches, you know, managers, you know, they, they come up with or, like, how players – they move, they, you know, with, they moved with every play that they create in their mind because those are the type of plays that I actually bring into my game with my team, like with the Golden State. And so I, I love the fact that basketball is, is, is like a game where there's no, I mean, there, there is set plays just like in football, but 
it's the it's up to the players' creativity that dictates what's going to happen in the game. And once again, that's I, that's why I hate football. I mean, the NFL so much. It's because every play is designed for the player to go a certain way or a certain route, and they cannot they can't break that play because the coaches they either bench them or you know they pull them out of the game or whatever because they broke the play. Whereas in basketball and, and football, it's soccer. It's, it's just like <laughs> it's, it's free flowing in it. So you've got to, it's always evolving. Yeah, exactly. all the time. And, uh, and basketball, it's got and basketball got the shot clock as well. So yeah. You can't waste time either. You can't you just can. stand around because you've got to get rid of it. Is it forty-five seconds or is it a minute? The shot clock is it? The shot clock the shot. is four seconds. Yeah. So yeah. you've got to get rid. Of, you, you, if you don't get rid of the ball, it gets uh, turned over, doesn't it? So you've got to keep it moving all the time. You can't be under the. You can't be under the under the net, like you know the little area, because they call you like a five second violation because yeah. you can't be standing there waiting for the ball. You can't. Yeah. You always have to be moving, like you said. You can't just stand still. You have to be moving. So. That's one I thing when that. I was when I when I did play basketball, I was very fit when I did that because you're literally you're running for six you're running for sixty minutes. Constantly. In our high school we didn't have that many basketball players, so we couldn't switch players in and out like you do in the, the NFL. We only had probably had about maybe ten in a whole team. So we only be able to switch out a couple of times. Yeah. So yeah. It's uh, I, I love it, dude. I think I actually, when I play basketball, I think I ran more in basketball than I did in, in football. You know, if you if you play on a big field like in a football team, if you're playing left back or right back, and your team is actually controlling the ball all the time, um, you don't do much running. You know what I mean? Is the, the offense is doing the most running the the midfield. Yeah. Um, but in basketball, like no, you have to be moving constantly. It's just up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. So you got to be in really good shape. Very end-to-end, very end-to-end game. I love it. I've got a question. Yeah. So obviously a lot of people who might be watching or listening could be in the UK. So we, you know, as you watch the Premier League yourself, how we've handled COVID with our sport over here. How did the NBA last season handle COVID? Where did they play it? Um, who won it? And... Did it work? Did you enjoy it as much or do you think, oh, it's okay, but definitely needs fans back? I mean, in the beginning, obviously, I think for everyone with the whole COVID thing and, and not having fans in the stands, it was really weird. Just watching any, any sports, just watching like football, like watching the Premier League and watching like the empty stadiums like or La Liga. It was just like you have to get used to it, you know. At this point, I think we're all used to it and now that we're seeing like Fans coming back to the to the to, to the stadium, it's it's kind of like okay, whatever you know, it's cool. But you know, when um, when the NBA when that happened, when the whole uh, when the pandemic started, they moved the teams to uh, to the Orlando. Um, what do you call it? The you should know. You go to Orlando. ESPN all the time. Like, and Disney World. ESPN World of Sports. Yeah. World of Sports. Yeah. So they moved like the MLS teams and the NBA teams to Orlando, and that's where they held the entire season. Like uh, quite clever. They, I, man, you know, like Orlando, they have like so many hotels, so they had all the space to accommodate every single NBA team and every single MLS team in one area. So it was, I mean, I, I think the league, uh, MLS and NBA did a great job, like trying to, I, I think trying to, um, how, how would I say it? Trying to make their fans happy because, you know, they did what we had to do with what we had at the time nobody was nobody was was expecting for that to happen you know the pandemic so i think the mls uh nba premier league did a good job like uh with moving forward once you know once they were allowed to play once again you know we you know everybody did what that what they could do at the time but um yeah it was a little weird watching uh watching the nba with no fans because and just like in the Premier League, the fans they bring so much. Uh, I think they 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 make the, the the game just different. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, the energy of the game so different. Like the FA Cup final today, just silly tackles what going on through the season with fifty fifties were like all of a sudden the fans were going mental over it. And 
that's what you miss. You you miss the real fans playing playing. Yeah. Beyond, they're like you they're like another player to the team. They're behind yeah. their team and they can make so a big difference. Imagine like you've been to the Premier League games and the fans they're just like all over the all, all, all like all over the players. Uh in an NBA arena, the fans are like on top of the players. Yeah, it's very like nice. little so I wish you would, whenever you come to uh to Florida, you, if you if you were ever come to Miami and there's an NBA game going on like Miami Heat or whatever the Orlando Magic, go to one of the games and you're gonna see you're gonna see it's it's just different. The so atmosphere is when different. does an NBA season usually get played from start to finish? Man, it's about to finish now, and what we're in uh we're in what May? Not yet. I think it's from September till June. Oh, that's or so. interesting. Because obviously, I usually Simon does as well. We both usually come out to Orlando in May. So also yeah. there's an option going seeing the Orlando Magic as well. Then, I no, I think every time you come here, like in September, it's I think September you asked me a while back. back, and you actually came right before the NBA season started. I think you asked me that like two years ago. Oh, they were having three preseason games. I can't remember. No, I'll probably hit the preseason though. My luck, but um, so. Who won it last? The pandemic won last time, the twenty twenty oh, season. The Lakers against the greatest team in the NBA, Your the team. Miami Heat, who's not doing too well this season. You know, it's funny that I kept telling um, my brother in law. I said to them, "Look, Miami's going to make it to the finals." This is like five, six months before the pandemic, right? And he said to me, uh, "The Heat." I'm like, "Yeah, like we have a we have a really good team, like really good players, and." They play like they play together as a team, and obviously there's other teams in the NBA and the East in the Eastern Conference. They have way better players than we do, but they have one or two good players that can take over the game and win games. But I said to them, "What if they get hurt?" Miami's Miami plays together as the entire team, like they play together as a whole team, not just one player. And and you know he started laughing at me, so. In the end, when we made it to the finals, guess who was laughing? You see that? Yeah, yeah. Those that one team got hurt. Their key players, and look at the Miami Heat. We 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 kept going. We kept going. We beat everyone all the way to the finals, but the Lakers beat us. I mean, so what's going on this season so far? I've noticed. I did hear some. I got a young lad at work who loves playing basketball. I mean, he's about the same height as me, five ten. And he can. I've never seen someone so. Oh my God! Brighton just took the lead against West Ham. Um, he's he can literally jump so high; it's ridiculous for such a short guy. But um, if I'm right, he said to me one of the Miami Heat's young superstars has been out injured most of the season. It's affected him quite bad. What what is it? One of the young players for Miami Heat was really good. Apparently, got injured towards the end of last season, and that's what's affected this season for them. Oh, Jimmy Butler. I think that's what he maybe said. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. Uh, well, he's he's like our biggest star. Um, yeah. yeah, man, he's uh, well, he he did get hurt. He's been hurt, but he came back like uh, a couple of weeks ago. Right. So, you know, we made it. We, we just made it to the to the uh, to the playoffs again. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what's gonna happen. You made the playoffs. Quite shocked, really, because I've been looking at you and um, Orlando Magic's um, results, and I kept seeing you lot lose. <laughs> man, they they haven't been to the playoffs in like I uh, I have to check, but. I mean, they've never been a match to Miami Heat. Oh, the only time they were they were like a really good team was when Shaq was with them. Yes, this I'm is before they went to the Lakers. I'm actually shocked he's never thought about trying to buy them. Huh? I'm surprised he's never tried to buy them. No, I know, right? I they they need it. help, man. They need help. They I don't I don't know what happened to the to their owners or they, they just they just don't give a fuck about the team anymore. Sounds I don't think just so about good. right in Orlando. All sports franchises are unlike that in Orlando. Um, so who do you think is going to win the NBA this season? Man, I think the Lakers might pull it off again if uh, LeBron is healthy. Is he back yet? Um, I think I no, he's not back. Right. But if he if he's healthy, like in the playoffs, um, he's a, he's unstoppable. Man. He's he's just like he's a beast. And he's like 37, 38. He's still a beast, man. Right, he's, a, he's too strong, huh? I've got a question for you. Are the match officials still match-fixing the referees now? Because if I remember right, back in the day, there was this big 
um, arrest of loads of match officials for match fix fixing games with bookies and that. Does that still go on? In the NBA? Yes. Now, I heard this on Shaq's podcast, so I know it's true. It's apparently. Yeah. I mean, I mean there, there, there's, there's some plays. There's some plays that everybody knows that they fucked up, and you know, sometimes it, it makes you think if this fucking refs are like getting paid to yeah. to make calls. I think the same in VAR and football, mate. I see some decisions in football, and I sometimes think has VAR made football more of an easier game to fix now. Yeah, um, you know, you know what's crazy though, like the NBA, like they have like so many replays, instant replays, and this that. And, I mean, they check every little thing, and some and sometimes these refs they still make the wrong call, and even 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 the commentators during the game they're asking themselves like, how the fuck do they make that call when everyone knows that? I think, that that's I think it's the call. same in every sport, isn't it? Though we all scratch our heads at these officials. Um, but we forget, if we try it, we'd probably miss every fucking call out there. So it can't be easy for them. I mean, the, 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 the one thing I keep asking myself is the Premier League being the league that it is. I mean, perhaps like like you say, you call it the best league in the world or, or why no, not. But, wrong. Right but now, not? It's the best in the world right now, but it's kind of boring as well because... One team's always run away with it every season. If it's Liverpool, Man City, that makes it boring. But what I mean is, in other positions, like right now, the top four, you know that what, everyone what, can beat what, everyone. What I was going to say is that it's such a it's such a great league, but with such shitty ass fucking refs. Oh god, yes, especially in the FA Cup. <laughs> I, I mean, mean yeah. I've seen some games in in Premier League that you just like, what the fuck. Like, yeah. not even with bar. like, I don't know, man. So, um, got a question. Give me your top five all-time basketball players. Five being the, five being the worst, one being your best. One being the best, MJ. Nobody MJ. can beat him. Michael, he's he's the GOAT. I mean, I grew up watching basketball, and there's nobody like him. One, MJ. Two, um, Kobe. Yeah. Three, LeBron. Four, I think, uh, man, the dream, Hakeem. Oh, yeah. Uh, five would be Shaq. Yeah, I get why Shaq gets in there because for such a big Shaq man, a face, everyone man. forgets with Shaq because they see him now. He's quite famous around the world as this big giant, but he's quite fat. But everyone he forgets how like slim he was back in the day. Yeah, he was a machine. He was, he was just like, I mean, he was like a bull, like running straight to you and you would just move out of the way because this guy was going to like fucking kill you <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I, he's really one of the best players. Man. He's also a bloody genius. Look how rich he is. He's nearly a billionaire. So the, yeah, the man's an absolute he genius. He invests in a lot of, in a lot of uh, business. Yeah. He's very clever at investing, isn't he? He knows how to use his brand really well. Yeah. Yeah, he's smart. He's pretty smart. He's so pretty obviously, smart obviously, you said Kobe. Now, twenty twenty, being a massive fan, um, how did that hit you when that uh, happened? Yeah, I think uh, I don't know how many times I shed tears over that shit, man. Like, like seriously, it's uh, it, it was really tough to. It was it was really tough to even watch the news for like weeks after after his death, and seeing his face and and the face of his daughter on TV. And I think because I think it hit me even more because I'm a father and I have a daughter who's only 10. Yeah. And just knowing that he went down with his daughter, yeah, that was just. Yeah, I can imagine the thoughts going through his head at that point. He's thinking, I can't save you. Because every, yeah. every father's job is to look after their kids yeah. and be their protector. So that last second was like, oh, devastating. I mean, yeah. as I say, everyone knows I'm not a big basketball fan, but that was you know, start of COVID. And when that happened, everyone was like, wow, the world stopped for that. And sports wise, we were all in shock. And yeah, being a Chelsea was, fan, we, Even we to had this to... day, I don't, I don't like watch or read anything about Kobe. Um, I can't like, it's, it's, uh, it's really hard. I say the closest thing we had as Chelsea fans was back in 1997 or 98 when our co-owner, Matt Hardy, Matthew Harding, I should say, Matt Hardy has a wrestle. <laughs> um, he um, 
millionaire. He was throwing money. He was the person who started the money in Chelsea before Roman Abramovich. And coming back from a League Cup game against Simon's area at Bolton, we were all up in the morning. I watched, I think it's called GMTV back then. And we all heard a helicopter crash. No one really took any notice. Bit of news, helicopter crashing doesn't usually happen in England. Then the story within an hour come out. Owner of Chelsea came out. It was Matthew Harding, through and through Chelsea fan. Would drink with the fans in the pubs outside the stadium before and after after games. So that totally shocked us. And obviously the same happened to Leicester as well, didn't it, with their owner? Yeah, the yeah, yeah, I, yeah I was just going to mention that. So, in a way, as I was upset that Chelsea lost him today, but for, for that club and that man and his family, what happened, I'm, for them, I'm happy that they've won the FA Cup. They've kept the dream yeah. going. But, yeah, Kobe's thing was just, it was mind-boggling. I mean, if anybody who didn't know who Kobe was before then, sure did after. Yeah, yeah you know, you know, it's crazy that um, when I was a kid, when I was like in, in the 80s, um, like the my idol was Diego, Diego Maradona, like I used to, I used to tell myself there, I mean, whenever he stopped playing, like, I don't know how, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to be with my, about my, my life. I don't know what's going to happen when this man stops playing. Right. Um, and he just passed away. And to me, to me, he's the greatest player ever, like above Messi, above anybody. Like that's, that's just, that's just the way I see it. Just because I watched what he did when I was like a little kid. Um, and when he died, I don't think it affected me as much as Kobe's death. I think because I knew Diego was going to die soon eventually because of his health. Yeah, and the way the way he was living his so life. It's kind of like something that we were all waiting that knew was going to happen. It was really sad. Yeah, it's... It's, but, it's just a shame he sorted himself out towards the end of his life, but it was too late. I mean, his heavy drugs, his heavy lifestyle, drinking and that, it didn't help Maradona. Yeah. Why, as you say, Kobe, he was trying to help his daughter become a professional basketball yeah. player herself. I mean, Kobe was, dude, he's like, uh, I don't, I mean, he was, I think he was like uh, the perfect, Sports person for <laughs> sorry, for West Ham just drew one yeah, all with yeah. Brighton. <laughs> you know, like this is like a, the perfect ambassador for the for the game, and and I mean, whatever he did with his personal life, him cheating with his on his wife or whatever, that's his that's that's his deal, that's his personal life, you know. But what he did for the game, that's I mean, hang on, before you go any further, yeah, again. people from the UK. Now we don't want to tarnish the guy too much, but quickly explain what. He did to his wife. Did he just like beat her or something? I don't, no, no, people, no, I don't mean that in a, a throwaway way. I'm trying wife. to figure out what it was. He cheated on his wife. Right. He cheated. So, um, just like Tiger Woods, but like, Tiger Woods, just like a, he has like a, a little Rankings. freaking like I think I think he's he has a sexual obsession or some shit. I don't know what his deal is because this fucker didn't just cheat with one woman. He just he just kept going at it like constantly with multiple women and they all look kind of like the same. So I think he has, a, he has an obsession with blonde women. That's what it is. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. I think we've pretty much gone through buzzwords. Yet again, brilliant for explaining to us. Maybe I should give it a go. The problem yet again, as I say about all American sports, is the time of your games. It's bloody hard to stay up at two in the morning for a sport I don't understand. But maybe if I slowly start taking notice, I don't know who to support because... I don't want the to heat, man. Support Miami Heat. That's all you have to do. <laughs> but the problem is, I'm an Orlando City fan, so I feel like even though the, the basketball team, should, should I be supporting them? <laughs> no. Look, Orlando is just Orlando, but Miami is Miami. Miami, I've told you this so many times, Orlando is always, it's always going to be in the shadow of Miami, always, no matter what. Fair so enough. So support Miami well, Heat. I'll try, I'll try and give it a go. When next season starts, people... I will try and get into basketball and fully understand. And obviously, Danny's going to be on here a lot more. So through the season, he'll be able to explain stuff to me I don't understand. What could be quite funny because I'm fucking useless. Um, so that was really good. So let's move on to the next thing now. Um, Simon, you, as you yes. know, if no one knows, Simon, 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 <laughs> no, Simon is planning to become a 
pro at darts himself um if you want to check it out Fine. check out simon says darts on youtube you can watch a lot of his games on there right now there's quite a few up um he's not biased he does put games up he does lose as well what's pretty good because a lot of people wouldn't do that now simon um i yep. know a bit about darts yet again um explain what's going on in the world of darts and also explain about the legend league as well because that's the one i'll probably understand better yeah um What's happening is obviously with COVID nineteen at the moment, everything's play being played behind closed doors. Um, a lot of the PDC tournaments used to be spread over a couple of weekends over the year, and what they've done now, they're doing like what they call they're calling it the Super Series. So they do they've done a Spring Series, they're doing a Summer Series, an Autumn Series, where all the players come together, uh, one hundred twenty eight, all turn up at the moment at Milton Keynes. Um, or Bolton, depending on what area you can support them. And they're playing four tournaments over the four days. And winner wins 10 grand. Ooh. And uh, what up gets, I think it's two grand. And then it just goes down like that. Because it's, Did you say the winner gets not, two grand? I think it's our practice in playing darts. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say to me, the runner-up gets two grand? Yes. How's that fair? 10 grand, well, what two it grand. Is, because yeah, what it does but, is... It's there's a, there's a lot of money spread out because as soon as you win your first round, you go to the second round, you win five hundred pound, which is not a lot of money, but that five hundred pound is ranking points. That makes okay. sense. Yeah. yeah so yeah. if you win a tournament rather than you just getting prize money, that the prize money is so much higher because it gets you higher up the rankings. That's why it's yeah. gone from two thousand to ten thousand. Okay. So yeah. It just gives it just gives them a bit more incentive to win it rather than just say oh well i'm run i'm running up again i've got half i've got fa i've got five thousand pound i'll take that well you've got oh, to yeah. push to try and get the final it's yeah it is it's good but it's also if you win the first round you've automatically straight into ranking money you're winning 500 pound for the, for the day or something Enough. like that not a bad so, day's work but you get obviously 64 people get nothing every every day so but to get into the PDC, it used to be really difficult um, with the Q school. Because How much like have you won? Me, uh, competitions-wise, I probably only won about 500 quid at the most over the years. I've not won that much because I'm, I'm nowhere near the PDC level yet. It's okay. going to take me a long time because it's, it's going to take, what, maybe three to four hours a day of practising and um, probably two years. How do you practise, though? Like, you just like, keep throwing, throwing, or...? Uh, I, I have certain practice games I try uh, to keep my mind active because just throwing darts at a dartboard gets tedious and boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these practice games I use, it's actually a company um, in Sweden uh, called Go Darts Pro. The guy actually sent me a T-shirt and a few stickers. Uh, nice guy, thank you. Uh, he, he's got a lot of different games you can play on there, which... So he said he's just throwing at $20 time, you throw at 19s, 18s, and it tells you yeah. different things to do. And it just gets you arm going around the dartboard. It's a great it's a great little tool. But In all fairness, I do gesture about darts, but I've got to say, it's a game for people who've got good minds because it's maths. And yet again, yeah, I'm shit at maths. So I'd be there for hours going, oh, what next? What next? <laughs> <Was> it? <laughs> Well, I, I literally just before just before this podcast, I did have a game tonight, which has not been recorded because it's um, just a, a normal little online league. And my first leg, I started off sixty-one, eighty-one, eighty, and missed eighty-one for a twelve-dart finish. Mm. I thought, I thought, great, this is a great start, and then it just slowly dwindled down. But I fully better when I'm drunk. That's, <laughs> that that is <laughs> it, it's true. Then it, it's no, true. No, it my mind, so I don't think about it so much. It, what it is it? It's like playing pool uh, the same way. When I shoot pool, yeah. I think I play better after like a beer or two. What it is so, it? It's the pressure when the when the yeah, pressure yeah, builds. That's, that's what it is. You think about it, you're stood there with your hand like that, ready to throw a dart, and if you just get made one slight mistake with your hand, it goes all over the show. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I told me that. So show it off. Anyway. <laughs> you know what's funny? Well, he just did this. He went like this, and I was I was thinking, wait, when I throw it, I go like this, and then since he's a pro, I'm gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try the way he did. Just did well, he just the I, 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 I can't I can't stand up. But he just went to do it. Trying trying to get the arm in line with your eyes. Okay, your elbow at ninety degrees. 
Okay, I just let your, let your arm let your arm do the work rather than your shoulder because a lot of people throw like that and it's pushing yeah. it. Uh, I, let I, your I arm do the work. Like, oh, look, I go. <laughs> yeah, you're using your shoulder. <laughs> I'm like, you need to watch the YouTube channel for this. We're all doing a bit of jigging with shoulders. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> for some new skin. <laughs> I have to go like this. Yeah. Now I know I have to go like this. Yeah. But if anyone needs any other tips with darts, just contact me directly, and I can tell you. Have you ever thought of doing that on your page? I am going to do eventually. Yeah, I'm yeah. Going to you give know, some tips for people who want to learn how yeah. to play darts. That'd be quite yeah. useful as well. Um, so well, let's, let's get back to the darts. Yeah, let's get back so to the PDC again. PDC, what's well, going on with it? Well, at the moment. Um, there's fans in the next stage of the, uh, the Premier League, which is 10 players, well, now eight players because two have been eliminated, which wow. unfortunately the world number one is not there because he uh, failed a COVID test at the beginning of it. So he got booted out. So the world number one and world champion is not playing in the best league of darts at the moment because of COVID-19. It's a bit sucked really, but it's uh, one of those things. But when it comes to the Legends League, I've now found out a bit more information. It's now 2022. It's not this year. They're building it up and you are getting the Legends coming back. You've got Phil Taylor, Dennis Priestley, um, like some Andy Fordham, uh, Colin Lloyd. The classics from the 80s, 70s, 80s and 90s are all coming back and playing professional darts with just them. And it's going to be the same kind of format as what the PDC is. Okay. The PDC Pro Tour is now. But not as many players, obviously, because the elder ones are not... They, I don't think they can play six games in one day. Probably <laughs> keel over nowadays. But How long, yeah, is, this? How long is each game? Uh, well, at the moment, the Pro Tour, it's the, be- it's the f- first five rounds are... Four, sorry, four rounds are first to six or best of 11. Okay. Then it goes to best of 13 and then the finals are best of 15. But that's just okay. the pro tour. You, you go on to... 15, 15? 15, yeah. Okay. 15, yeah. So first to, first to eight. Uh, but that's on the pro tour. But when you get onto the uh, senior... The, Legends. The televised tournaments, that's when things start to change and, and the, the prize money goes up. But that's what you're playing the pro tour for to get to that standard into them main events a bit like it's a bit like uh, any any kind of competition you can't just enter at the top you've got to work your way up I've got a okay. couple of couple of good friends uh, Dave Dave Evans has just won his tour card last year now he's slowly going up the rankings in the P, in the Pro Tour to get onto the TV to- tournaments because the thing is the only thing the only this is where this is where a little bit of a rant's going to come in for me some of the best dart players are not in the top 16 that at right? the moment because they haven't got the ranking points and they haven't got the money behind them. You've got a, you, Gabriel, Gabriel Clemens, a lot of people, he's only just been coming up in the last couple of years. I don't know what ranking, let's only see if I can find his order of merit while I'm on here. But, uh, Clemens, is he's not been doing fantastic. He's been doing fantastic darts-wise. But when it comes to actually... Um, playing on the circuit and getting his ranking points. He's currently only 26. Mm. But he's, he's, he's a good player. And the other player who's doing really well at the moment is Jose de Souza. But if that wasn't... He's now 11th in the world. But beginning of this year, he is was he 37th. Sorry? Is he Portuguese or Brazilian? Portuguese. Portuguese. He is a fantastic dart player, but a terrible counter. <laughs> Right, like he makes so many mistakes. He, he goes for wrong doubles. He'll leave himself 40, thinking he's left himself 40, but he's left himself 36. Oh, dear. And he'll go for, he'll go for 40, and he'll actually hit 40, and the marker will say no score, and you're like, well, what have I done? You said, you, you're counting wrong, Jose. You need to... <laughs> but he does it regularly. He does it, a, he does it quite a lot. <laughs> but, <laughs> he flung math like many times. Yeah, he does. He's very. He has flung math, but it, it's it's hard to explain with the ranking system. If you, it, it goes on a two-year system, where your ranking, your 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 money, you earn lasts for two years. So the likes of at the moment, Glenn Duran is was the BDO world number one. He's coming to the PDC. He was doing fantastic the first two years. 
now is defending a lot of money from two years ago, but he's not playing well. So now he's dropping down the rankings. Same as Raymond Van Barneveld. I don't know if you do you know who Raymond Van, Raymond Van Barneveld is. How, how big is Darts in, actually in USA? Danny? How big is Darts? Oh. How big is Darts in the USA? Oh, I don't like I I don't follow it. I don't watch um I I've seen it a couple of times on, on ESPN, but like I don't I don't know much about it at all. Well, there's, there's, there's a couple of Americans in the uh, PDC. Uh, a new guy just coming, Danny Baggish. He's from Chicago. Okay. He um, he won enough. Po- he, he actually qualified on the US um, World Qualifier and got uh-huh. to the PDC. Got to the third or fourth. I think he got to the fourth round, which gave him enough ranking points to. Well, enough money to come back over at Q School. He went to Q School and uh, won his card. Oh, fantastic. So, like I said, at the moment, it's showing that there's 150 people in the PDC um, because of all the ranking points from people losing um, over two years. I know they, about, here sorry? they show a lot of a pool, like uh, a lot of pool tournaments. Yeah. ESPN shows a lot, a lot of that. Yeah, the thing, I the thing is, it, really good at it. The PDC, what makes me, the PDC a little bit different now than what it used to be a long time ago? They actually is men against women as well now. Ooh. It's one of the first sports where men are on equal terms as the women. Because Lisa Ashton, local lady of Lancashire Rose from Bolton, Lancashire Rose. See, I'm telling you that. Manchester Bolton. It's, no, she's Lancashire Manchester. Road. It's on the map. Well, she's currently seventy eighth in the world in the PDC rankings because she won a put she's won a tour card and she's playing against the men all the time. So, I suppose with it not being horrible to dance, but it's got to be easier being a non-contact sport that women can play at the same level as men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm not being rude. Then he goes on about his he goes about his international USA women's team. But let's tell the truth. You put them up against most men's team, it's going to be double-digit scores by half-time. You think so? Yes. You, you, think that, you think like let's say let's say you take like a, a team from the Premier League that's yeah. I'll say Brighton. Let's say Brighton. Brighton would play, be. They would be the women. The U.S. Women National Team. Do you think that those guys are going to beat those girls? Yes. I've seen that. I've seen those girls play. In person, and I've played my whole life. There is playing against work. other women. There is playing against other women who are a lower standard than these the professional like, athlete men. The, the thing is, like this is this is look. Here's the thing: those girls they play great as a team, great as a team, right? Those guys from the Premier League, from the table, from the middle of the table all the way down, they don't play good as a team. But they That's would still, they no, there's nothing against women's football because Sorry, women's football is still new. And a team is a team. It's like 11 against 11. They, they will play. not beat men's footballers. The sheer they, fact I is they will, they will be out-muscled, outpaced. Like, who, who's the, what is the worst team right now in the Premier League? Who's bottom? Which one? Who's bottom in the league? Sheffield uh, United. United. That would be that. That would Sheffield United would beat them. I tell you what, you get on Twitter yourself and get Sheffield United men to play women's USA women's team. I will go to the match and those girls will beat them. Alex Morgan would she would score all over those assholes. I think (laughs) only because the men are looking. (laughs) That that, that would definitely put a lot of the men off. Hey, you know what? imagine if that happens. Imagine if they do allow a Sheffield play against the US. Who's that woman who's always going on about women's rights? One with the really short hair is nowhere nearly as good as half the USA players. What was that? The, the uh, one I think I think she's lesbian. The one what's got really short hair. She's always going Rapino? about women's rights and money. Rapino? I don't know, but she's one Maybe of the people. Rapino? She's one of the people who's always constantly going on about. Um, as I said, it's going on about women's rights and how they should women's footballers should be on the same amount as men footballers. What may be fair in USA, but in Europe is the biggest part of bullshit I've heard. Let me explain that to you. It's different. It's different over there in Europe, right? Because yes. the the let's say um, 
the the English national team brings a whole lot of money, even though they don't bring any, they don't win any, they don't like win any tournaments at all. But they bring a whole lot of money when whenever they play, right? Whenever they go to the World Cup, they bring a whole lot of money. Whereas here in the United States, it's the opposite. It's the women national team that wins championships, that brings more money than the men's national team because they actually win World Cups and they actually make it from like the beginning beginning of the World Cup to the end. That means like they bring a whole lot of money to the U.S. Federation, even more money than the men's national team brings. And that's why these women are saying, why is it that if we bring so much money to you guys, why are we getting paid so low? when the men's national team can even beat fucking uh, Nicaragua. <laughs> when, they, when, they, when, when last World Cup, they didn't even make it to the World Cup. And we won the World Cup. And you're fucking telling me that you're going to pay me $160,000 and you're paying these guys like uh, $3 million, whatever. But worldwide, I hate to say this, wouldn't someone like a Christian Pulisic probably make more than them women? As in franchising back to America because... Worldwide, he is known for a sport. Alex Morgan sells more uh, jerseys than him here in the U.S. Is Alex Morgan? The, I'm trying to think which one she is. She, is she the good? I'm going to say it's bad. Now. Is she the good looking one? For the Spurs now, I think. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's left them already because they got a spanking from Chelsea's women. Talking about Chelsea's women, people, if you're watching this, good luck to Chelsea's women Sunday the 16th of May against Denny's Spanish team at Barcelona in the Champions oh, League final. Won. Won the, uh, let's, see, let's see who's going to win that one. It's going to be a good game. Um, women's football in the U in UK is growing very big. Um, but Barcelona is Barcelona, and you know there'll be some technically gifted players playing for Barcelona straight away. You know, it talks that they won't televise that game here. Though. Oh, it's here. It's here. I believe in England it's on BT Sports. So people can watch that if they choose to. I might put yeah. it on. I mean, Chelsea women have just won the league again like they always do because it's too easy for them, even though Man City spend loads of money on their women's team as well. But um, we're going to segue out of women's football anyway. Um, get to the final thing. MLS. Now, people, this is quite funny. Um... Denny used to hate Orlando when they were the only team in Florida for no reason. He hated them. He didn't like their Barney Dinosaur uniform, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> but he's become a Inter-Miami fan. Well, to me, he's been a great giggle because he thought because of uh, Sir Beckham, whatever he wants to call himself, and Dopey Neville in charge and because where the stadium is. They thought they'd attract all the good players. But so far from Europe, they've attracted fat boy Higuain and they're very bad as a team. Okay, I'll tell you. Yeah, I think you know what. Remember, I used to write for the for the newspapers and uh, yeah. Why did you stop? I, I used to write articles for. I was thinking about writing another one for them, um, and I, I wanted to criticize Neville, and I wanted to criticize uh, David Beckham for bringing him here. I don't know if I mentioned this to you uh, about two months ago when 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 he named him like the head coach. Um, I don't know who I was talking to. I can't remember who I was talking to, but I said that's not a good idea to bring an English coach to Miami because well, Miami well, is full of Latin Americans. No, listen to this. Yeah. Miami is full of Latin Americans, and we don't like Latin Americans don't like the way the English teams play. We don't like the long balls. We don't like the the fast passing. Like we don't like that. We play the Latin way. That's the the Brazilian way, the Argentinian way. And we knew that by bringing him here to, to the to be the manager, it was going to create some problems because we have a lot of players that are Hispanic and they don't like that style of play. They don't like that style of play. And as you can see, we suck right now. We fucking suck. Just a bit. And it's not, it's not just because of the players. It's because of his fucking coaching, man. I, I went to the game last weekend and I can see some of the players being frustrated and some of the players being played out of their position because he don't, he wants them to play fast. He wants them to play long passes. It's not going to work here. But I didn't get it myself in the first place because um, in England, he's not even counting as a good manager. He did the England mm -hmm. women's football team. And that's all he's really known for. So to us, it was a weird choice. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I was going to say. He failed in England and he's moved to America. 
he comes he, he he comes from Manchester United and who was his coach there for how many years? Sir uh, Alex, right? And that's that's the way he that's the way he was taught how to play the game, and he wants to bring the same ideals to Miami. It ain't going to work. It's not it's not going to work, man. I yeah, I think games, you would be better games, off. We lose, we lose three more games, and he's going to be sacked. You'll see. Yeah, I think you're better off getting a manager from Spanish football, personally. No, we wanted to get like we wanted to get an Argentinian manager. That's we had one. He was Uruguayan, the one from last last season. He was a good coach, but it was our first year, and we knew everything was going to be difficult. And then the pandemic started, and things weren't normal for anybody. And he did what he did. We, he did what he could. He even brought us to the playoffs our first year. Yeah, but um, it's man, it's just. It wasn't David Beckham. He fucked up by bringing this guy to, yeah, the, to the team. I would say bringing a friend into being a manager is a big mistake, personally, because yeah. they've got a personal I, bond. Last man, like he looks frustrated now. David, he, he looks. He knows. He's like, okay, okay, things are not working out the way I thought they were going to be. And see, I look what? at it like oh, Patrick Vieira yeah. used to be a manager for New York City, didn't he? Yeah. So he knows he, the MLS and he's not managing as far as I know in football. And I think to myself, he, he understands attractive football because of Arsene Wenger. Yeah. Would yeah. he be a good choice, even though he's Arsenal and Arsenal Man United hate well, each other back then? He's, he's, I mean, you know, he under, the thing is like he, even though he play in the Premier League, he's French. Yeah. And French, French, they have a different mentality than English yeah. players, you know, so they play French people, they have the, their style of plays. You you can call it they play like a Brazilian kind of football in a way, you know what I mean? Um, it's different from like the English style of football. So yeah, yeah the English football was getting changed slowly and, because of him. Henry was he was he did okay last year here. I would say English football is slowly changing though because of Pep Guardiola. He he's turned he's changed the mentality of a lot of football teams in England how to play football now. You remember what I told you five years ago when he went to the when he went to. Uh, uh, four years ago when he went to uh, City, he said, oh, he's going to suck. And then the first couple of games he was losing and he said, oh, I told you he was, he's just a fucking joke. Like he can't handle the fucking Premier League, blah, 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 blah. Four years later, how many, how many mate, championships? Mate, 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 plain and simple. If he doesn't win the Champions League, what they as a Chelsea fan, I personally think they will win. I think they will win the Champions League, Man City against Chelsea at the end of the month. But if he does lose that game, to me with Man City, he's a failure because he was brought in to win the Champions League. He can be a failure when he, when he, he comes to a When you spend over a billion pounds and you're, you're brought in because they've already won Premier League trophies okay, before so, then. So if, if, he, if he beats Chelsea in, in two weeks or whatever, if he beats Chelsea, you have to admit live on, on a YouTube video... Show. You have to admit that he's the greatest manager ever. No, because Alex Ferguson, to me, is the greatest manager ever. Alex Alex Ferguson is the greatest manager ever. No. No. He's not. not. Well, what's your team? Newcastle. Okay. You think Alex Ferguson is the best manager ever? I mean, considering considering the fact that he was always given the top players in the world Yes, yes. He always had the best players in the world playing for him. Always. Just like Pep. I wouldn't. No, no. I can't really say who the best manager ever was. Pep put together teams. If you want want to say the best manager in football right now. Look look at what Pep did with uh, Barcelona. He put it together himself. Yeah. But, well, he didn't. He got lucky. He got lucky and got Messi. And he had Ronaldinho already. He already had Ronaldinho. No, no, no. no. Listen to this. Messi was 17. He let go of the best player in the planet, Ronaldinho. He let him go. He's like, fuck it, leave. We don't want you here. When he's the greatest player in the planet, he let go of Eto'o. Yeah, but Fergie did that as well with Beckham. He let go of like perhaps yeah, but Ferguson's the, the done that. Ferguson was known for that as well. He got rid of loads of world class stars. And then he brought in like players that he thought would fit 
this idea of like until playing. Until like, I see him go to a Tottenham Hotspurs and win the league, it's hard for me. He would probably do it. I don't think he would. I don't think we've had the money. Don't get me wrong. This is what I need to explain to people. This is what bugs me. Pep is a world-class manager. And when people say to me, look what Jose Mourinho and that back in the day. And win the league. No, let me explain what I'm going to say here. Right. Pep is a world-class manager. Now, with an average squad, he'd get them probably in the top five, six. Right. Every season. Okay. Let me me finish. Let me finish. Right. Let me finish. I'm going to explain my reason here. But with money... He is the greatest manager in the world. Now, the reason for this is, anyone says, I always say for a joke, oh, I could go and manage Man City without money. But you can't, because it ain't just about the big names you're signing. It's about the tactic. It's a tactical side of it. It's player management. You have to get them okay, all in the right head. And with name, egos. Name me, name me like world-star players that he has playing for City. That that <laughs> that from like five years ago, before they, before, before they are what they are now. Because he pretty much made them what they are now. Well, I don't what, agree that. I think what yeah. made Man City what they are now is uh, Shake, whatever his name is, Mansour. I think Shake Mansour made Man City what they were. As we said, nine years ago, I believe it was, or something like that, 19, 15 years I can't remember. They were in Div 2 in English football, and um, if it's Shake Mansour, he he came in and he threw a shitload of money. What I've got nothing against. Any club who's got a billionaire owner who wants to throw money, to me, I, mean, I think it should be allowed. You have to think about this, like just because you spend a whole lot of money on players uh, every time, like during the off season, it doesn't it doesn't mean like you're bringing in the best players. It well, just means Chelsea that, that they, they, no, wait, listen to this. It just means that because of today's standards, like when it comes to like the prices of like players, um, any stupid player can be overrated and overvalued. Any best player now, it's worth more than fifty million, twenty five million, thirty four million. Shittiest player is that. Fifteen years ago, they'll be worth like two two million. Harry Maguire, huh? Harry Maguire, most defender, most expensive defender in the world, and he's terrible. Kepa as- yeah, for Chelsea. Just because you spend a whole lot of money on a player, it doesn't mean like oh, you're bringing in the best yeah. players. It but just that's what I'm trying to explain. That's what the market value. That's what is. I'm trying to explain. This is what I'm trying to say to people. Now, there's managers out there who can spend money and bring the best players in. But I'm telling you now, a Sean oh, Dice. Liverpool, Liverpool did that. Yeah, Liverpool a Sean Dice that. could That's not go want. to a Man City and make Man City as good. He is better that. with no He's money. Been, and they can't win for shit. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. There's certain types of managers in this world who are good with money and these big ego players because they know how to work them. But I'm saying a Sean Dice, even a Frank Lampard, it's been proven. You can have all the money you want, but if you're not tactically now, you're not good with, with tactics and you want how to talk to them players, it doesn't work. Look at Tuchel, right? He's gone running the FA Cup and it's had a bit of a little dip in the Premier League. But he came in in Chelsea... And within a week, flip Chelsea around to a team who's now in the Champions League final. Frank Lampard wouldn't have done that. He's just having a little bit of luck. That's all. Like he's, I don't, I don't think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a like he's not even in the top ten managers in the world. Like he's well, not. I wouldn't say that. He's he's tactically he's not, he's tactically not, he's, not. he's a very clever man. He's not. He came in into the team that was already a team, and he hasn't made any changes to the team. That's Frank Lampard's team. Yeah, it's Frank's you know, team, but it wasn't click. working for Frank. They just happened. They just happened to click at one point in the middle of the season or towards the end. But that was that's his team. Well, we're going to find out. I think we're going to find out how good he is now because he's just lost to Arsenal. He's well, just lost see, the FA Cup final next, next season. Judge him by 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 twenty twenty one twenty twenty two season. Well, that's fair Let's see. Let's see what type of changes he makes for Chelsea and who he lets go and who he brings into the team and let's see how. Better the team the team plays next season. That is fair. I'll tell you what. When before next season starts, we will get preseason out of the way, and then who's ever on the show at that time will all predict the Premier League table and see who gets the closest through the season. Who predicts it? Because we'll see what clubs bring in who and all that sort of stuff, and we'll see how it goes next season. Um, guys, I want to leave it there. But before I go, um, Denny, I know you haven't done much on there lately, but would you like to tell people about your YouTube channel? Man, you know what? I have my YouTube channel. What's my YouTube channel? I forgot. Denny Tech, Tech 305. Yeah, Tech 305, yeah. Tech 305. I help people. I show people if they have any problems with uh, their computers, their phones, um, whatever they have, whatever issues they have, like, might want to check it out and and I might have the solution for, for it. Okay. Simon, do you want to quickly plug your stuff? Yeah, well, we've got um, 
the Simon Says podcast, which is a well, Simon Says Darts now, not podcast. It's a Simon Says Darts on YouTube. And um, part of this net, part of this um, channel, YouTube channel, um, yeah, YouTube channel, uh, the Epic Florida Project, which an episode just dropped this morning. Well, this afternoon, sorry. It's the people that uh, be yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we so, basically talk all news, what's going on. What in time the is it over there now? What time is it over there? Um, right now, it's nearly half ten at nine. Yeah. What time is it here? About half five for you. We're always five, five hours ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and me, quickly check out my own one, Epic Phil, where I do reviews on roller coasters or hotels in Orlando. The hotel one is just pretty much to help people out instead of going looking in 16 different places. If, if Chelsea wins, if Chelsea beats uh, City, in the final, it'll be because of America. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Captain America policy. And guys, obviously with this show, follow us on Twitter at Rant Sports. That's a Z and not an S because some arsehole stole it before I could. So we are now called Rant Sports. Um, also, if you're watching on YouTube, as I always say, give this video a like, share it to your friends and everybody else on social media and comment down below if you've disagreed with anything we've said or agreed with any of us at the time. Also, we're on podcast apps and obviously on an Apple podcast. Give us a five star review and give us some love out there. And yet again, share it again. And pretty much that's it, guys. Um, Check out Epic Shows and join up and subscribe to it. Simon said before, I don't think it's going to happen now, though. If we get a 1,000 subscribers, me and him are going to go on the Slingshot in Orlando live so everyone can watch us be piss shit scared. Shit ourselves, in words, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So, everyone, Denny, thank you and hope to have you back hope on again care. soon. And see, from, you, see you guys soon. Yep. And to everyone who's watched or listened, thank you very much and we'll see you soon. Take care. Tati, bye. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.